Hey everybody, this is Shadwari. And this is Sumana. And welcome to Criminal Vortex. Uh, We are are so slap happy today. We've been, we've been, I mean, it's been two hours. We were supposed to record two hours ago. And and we're still laughing. Oh God. I don't even know what we're laughing on. But we are. Yes. We are not laughing at the case. We are just laughing at us. Because first, the, the, the at first my internet wouldn't work, and then as most of you guys know or don't know, or I probably haven't mentioned, I got a new puppy, and I was just telling yes. her stories of him being a puppy and, and me having no patience. Oh yeah, he just pooped in my hand. <laughs> uh, <it's, laughs> I was trying to save my carpet, and he pooped in my hand, <laughs> <laughs> and I still can't get over. I'm traumatized. I, I can't. My hand just feels like it has a burn. Because <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> you can imagine. I'm going to leave the rest of it to your imagination. And oh. not, like, <laughs> describe it. <laughs> and we were talking about the Peter Niles case. And we've decided that our first merch ever is going to be Peter Niles as a goat with, uh, with a sword and guns and money. That's going to be our first merch ever. So, you know. If it's not going to be beaten ass because his face is too ugly to be a goat, uh, maybe it's just going to be a goat because goats are cool. It's just going to be a goat. Just a goat. The caption. Yes. Just an ordinary (laughs) goat. (laughs) That should have been the episode title though. That was the best episode ever, in my opinion. I don't think we can top that ever. That was the... Don't challenge me. I don't know. Don't challenge me. We might actually have a better episode at some point. Because I have like a couple of cases like that in my mind. <laughs> they literally make me want to like go go crazy. Like it's it's hard to believe that these are true crime cases or they're true to begin with. <laughs> maybe maybe they're like folklore. Folklore is fun. <laughs> like aliens, levels aliens. of gold. <laughs> aliens abducted my wife. Now she's a man eater. What do you mean? What did you mean? <laughs> Yeah, I read that somewhere on Reddit again. That oh, place yes. amuses everybody. So <laughs> I read that and like, it was like man's wife in the 90s or something was kidnapped by the aliens, came back and was a man eater. I was like, what did she eat? Kaise man eater she I think we should do, I think we should do like one episode every month, which is like a bonus and it's just laugh with us. And we talk about either very, very, very old cases that are probably not even true or these bullshit uh, Reddit cases. Or and those people laugh. or those people who are like, oh yeah, I did it because the devil told me to. What did he do? Steal yes. donuts? Because <laughs> devil told me he wanted donuts. <laughs> like once a while, I suddenly open the internet having a nice day and like I'm like, okay, fine. Let's just search for some good cases. And then some guy is stealing donuts because the devil told him to do so. I'm like, why would you do that? Devil K underworld may no Dunkin' Donuts is there? Terrible place. No wonder he wants donuts from our realm. Oh God. Okay. I don't so know if you want to we'll... cut this or not. Like, so I'm going to cut the cut a few parts, but let's see. It's um. <laughs> <laughs> donuts for the devil. It's a good band okay. name. It's a great band name. It is a good band name. Donuts by the devil. Donuts for the devil. Yes. Very nice band name. Okay, okay. So it's been five minutes. We wasted five minutes. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. 
so what i mean you've probably read the title so like whatever but uh yeah we're talking about gypsy rose blanchard blanchard that's how you say her name right we're talking about gypsy rose blanchard rose blanchard today okay okay by the way i uh, should be a stand-up comedian (laughs) well yes you should i will come to every single show of yours (laughs) you're the only person who would come and the only person who'd laugh (laughs) great friend yes everybody get yourselves a sharwari yes please no thank you actually <laughs> i'd rather be not known by anyone <laughs> anyways okay so oh, oh before we start the case we actually had one of the listeners coming up to us and uh you know dming us on instagram about the isabella guzman case and like you know talking about their views and shit i love that dude like please come and talk to us about what you think about the case and like if you have uh, any other opinions on it especially the last case the teenage cannibal dude that Austin case was Harris, insane yeah. yeah that that dude was insane so yeah i mean you guys probably have a lot of opinions about it so you know a dmr so like put a story so what about the isabella guzman case yeah no she was talking about how uh, i think she wanted her to have a death penalty the death penalty and we just had a small conversation about it I was just like, that's actually nice to, you know, talk to your listeners. But anyways, I just wanted to say that it's really nice and it feels like we have a nice community already, even though we're like two months old now. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah we're going we're gonna to be two months on the 14th of Jan. So that's nice. And we, we're so close to those 100 followers on Spotify. So close. Just need a couple. So like tell your friends and stuff. Um... But yeah, that's that's all that I wanted to say and waste your time. But um, yeah, so let's get on to today's case. Also, we probably might put a few uh, audios before the case. So we'll give the credits and shit in the end. Because, I mean, we probably don't know what we're going to put in the beginning. But I really want to put something. So on June 14, 2015, the sheriff's deputy in Greene County, Missouri, were called to uh, do a welfare check in Dee Dee Blanchard's house. And she was found there in her bedroom, lying on the bed, face down, in a pool of her own, uh, in a pool of her own blood from stab wounds inflicted days earlier on her back. There was no sign of her daughter, Gypsy Rose, who, according to her mother, suffered from leukemia, asthma, muscular dystrophy, and several other chronic conditions and had the had, and apparently had the mental condition what mental condition mental capacity of a seven-year-old due to brain damage that she had suffered because she was premature and she was premature by a month no no eight month i mean no one who's premature by a month is going to have any kind of brain damage let me tell you that the brain is plenty plenty developed so like <laughs> The list, the list of uh, diseases that this lady had forced onto her daughter—it's ridiculous. That we'll later come to know. Literally, just looks like a shopping. Exactly, list. and uh, <laughs> but the thing is that Gypsy Rose, her daughter, uh, she was actually bound to a wheelchair, and when they, the police officers, found her wheelchair in her house, and there was no sign of Gypsy. All of Gypsy's medicines were inside the house. They were first um, inclined to believe that it was an abduction and not uh, a case of her running away. Because, I mean, she has a long list of conditions that would require 
a lot of strong medications without which she probably wouldn't be able to survive. And when you see that those medicines aren't in the house, I mean, obviously she's uh, abducted. But then the next day they find um, Gypsy in Wisconsin with her at the time boyfriend, Nicholas Gordijan, who she had met online. So yeah, I mean, I think instead of giving you all the details right now, we should talk about who Dee Dee was, why was she killed, who killed her, and you know all the deeds. Okay, so taking it on from here, um, Dee Dee Blanchard was born in Cl- as Claudine Petre in Shabak, Louisiana, near the Gulf Coast, in 1967. Uh, she grew up. Uh, with her family nearby Golden Meadow. Uh, Blanchard was the daughter of uh, Claude Anthony Petre and Petre Sr. and Emma Louis Gisclair. She had five siblings, Claude Jr., Claudia, Evans, Dorla, and Todd. So during her childhood, relatives recalled that she would engage in petty theft occasionally from retaliations and then things did not go well for her in that way like she was basically a Karen at some point in her adult life she worked as a nurse and the family expressed suspicions that in 1997 she might have killed her own mother by denying her food I mean her family is like a different thing altogether because um in the documentary mommy dead and dearest um the people ask her father and her stepmother that do you think that she deserved what she got and her father's like in a heartbeat he's like yes she does and it's like that itself should tell you that um how much she was kind of hated in the family because she had she did a lot of things tried to kill her own mother her she tried to poison her stepmother she tried to poison her sister and when she died uh her sister was like what? no no her father was like what are we going to do with the ashes and her sister was like flush them down the toilet i don't even care yeah they didn't want to yeah. have it in the house her father rod blanchard <laughs> was a man that for some reason was so intimidating when he said flush it down the toilet i was like oh I had to re-watch this entire segment of him talking about his dead daughter. I'm like, oh my god. This is the first family of the victim that isn't freaking out over the death. And that kind of gives you like an insight as to who she was and how she had... Uh, she's... she's uh, I don't like her. Don't, don't like her. No. And, but, and I think you said Rod Blanchard. Uh, Rod is actually a gypsy's father. And uh, oh, Didi's father, someone else, Claude, Claude is just di- di- gypsy's father. Anywho, you were saying, oh, he's Claude Anthony Petrie, right? Yes, damn son. Okay, let's go. Yes. When she was twenty-four, she became pregnant by Rod Blanchard, then seventeen, and they named their daughter Gypsy Rose because. Claudine liked the name Gypsy and Rod was a fan of Guns N' Roses. Guns Rod N' Roses. Is such a simple man. <laughs> so simple. I like him. I really like him. <laughs> the reasoning why to name your daughter Gypsy Rose. Oh yeah, I like Guns N' Roses. So can't name her Gun, but let's name her Roses. I'm naming I'm naming my child Bang Pan Sonia then. 
because I like <laughs> I thought I thought you said I'm gonna name my child gun I was like yes <laughs> please name your puppy gun first let's see how that goes and then we'll talk about your my child. puppy is called Wally and every time I call him he just looks at me and pretends I don't exist so that's nice <laughs> <laughs> no but her father her father is so simple dude he's like <laughs> I like guns and roses <laughs> No, it's not even about that. It's like in the documentary, he says, uh, what does he say? Yeah, he's like, she was into some real deep, dark shit, man. She had a pet tarantula and she he was into witchcraft. She used to talk to me about witchcraft. I was like, casual soul? What's dark about that? I'm like, yes, a lot of girls like crystals. <laughs> <laughs> and incense sticks come to Indian household. We agarbatti jalate hain. Not know <laughs> witchcraft in this house. <laughs> no, he's so simple. Rod is a good man. Yes, he is. He did not deserve all this. And also, and also, he said that he married. Um, he married uh, Didi after he got her pregnant because that's what you do in the south. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, the south in the south people are pretty like really religious as compared and to also very the rest conservative of the... and also very conservative. yeah they are yeah okay so shortly before gypsy rose's birth in july 1991 the couple separated when rob as he said in 2017 realized that he got married for the wrong reasons despite didi's effort to get him to return he did not and she took her newborn daughter to live with her family Yes, as Rod should. Dude, Didi's um pictures in from her youth are so scary. Do you see that one picture that they zoom into? It's Rod and in the documentary they just zoom into her face and she's like just giving a sideways smirk and it's so creepy. It's like when they say that someone has shifty eyes, they mean Didi's eyes. It's like oh god. Not to speak ill of she's the dead, but she's very scary. She's very scary. So coming to Gypsy's childhood and what led to what happened later, um, according to Rod, who remained involved in his daughter at this point, by the time Jip, as he, she's known by her extended family. So she was three months old and her mother was convinced that the infant suffered from sleep apnea and began taking her to the hospital where repeated overnight stays with the sleep monitor and other tests found no signs of the condition. Nevertheless, um, according to Rod, um, Didi became convinced that Gypsy had a wide range of health issues and she attributed to unspecific chromosomal disorder. So as like we've, we've figured out that Rod is a very simple guy, right? And th- if you watch the documentary Mommy Dead and Dearest, um, the way Rod talks, you just know that he he just... He didn't think that his his ex-wife was evil, evil. Yeah. He, he was just like, oh, my ex-wife said my daughter has these diseases. And because the way he is, he just went with it, I guess. Like, he was a bit doubtful, but he's like, well, I mean, I don't have her, so I, I wouldn't know. No, and, and the thing is, uh, Didi actually had a nursing background, right? So you would expect yeah, her or what she's doing exactly so even even that uh that kind of um helped her to come up with all of these disorders and helped her to you know fake it to the in the best way possible because she yeah, knows how it looks like all the all the symptoms and stuff right yeah 
Okay. So when Gypsy was seven or eight, she recalls that she was riding on her grandfather's motorbike and they were involved in a minor accident. She suffered an abrasion on her knee, which her mother said was visible signs of injuries that would require several surgeries to treat properly. And from then on, Gypsy, who had been made to walk using a walker, was confined to a wheelchair, though she was healthy enough to walk on her own. She just she just had a scratch or An something abrasion. on her knee. And exactly. then her mom just went, wheelchair. <laughs> Like, how and she your... she started walking with a walker. Like you're putting it in your daughter's brain. Like fake it till you make it. But then this is like completely different. So exactly. you just put it in your daughter's head that yeah you can't walk son. And then she falls from a bike and or like a minor accident. And then you have a scratch on your knee. And then she's like oh yeah wheelchair wheelchair and a lot of surgeries. And th- th- that's the thing. I mean. Uh, a lot of times, like, I've heard Gypsy say that uh, later on, like, a few times, quite a few times, she would get out of the wheelchair and just walk around normally because she would forget that she needs it, right? Or, like, when she was uh, with a walker, she would forget that she needs it. And she would get so badly yelled at by her mom. And it was just, I mean, a different kind of torture to be on a wheelchair for the rest of your life, even though you don't need it. Exactly. That does a lot of things to your brain. Yeah. Also, uh, like a lot of narcissistic, uh, a lot of narcissistic um, uh, side of the the traits Mm -hmm. of the personality of Dee Dee's can be seen because she she does a lot of things that uh, I'll mention later. First, she used to hide her uh, daughter's age from her. So, like when. When Gypsy was 10, uh, they used to, uh, like, Gypsy often went with her parents to special Olympics events. So, in 2001, Dee claimed Gypsy was 8 when she was actually 10. And she was named the honorary queen of uh, crew of Mid- Mid-City, a child-oriented parade held in Mardi Gras in um, New Orleans. So, uh, her mom used to make her seem like she's much younger than she is. And even Gypsy was really confused over her age. Yeah. And even uh, I mean, I'll talk about, about yeah, I'll talk about it. She actually did manipulate the birth certificate, but uh, I mean, even if you go and uh, listen to the what, uh, listen to Gypsy's voice. I don't know why I was going to say Dixie. What? No. You're watching too it, much TikTok. Stop. No, no, I don't. I, I, I really don't care about those people. But um, anyways, so if you go and uh, listen to G- Gypsy's voice right now, her voice, you would think you were listening to like. A ten-year-old talk or something—it's it's so hard. It's so childish. childlike. It's eerily and, childlike, yeah. Yeah, and then I did a little research on it, and I—I I, I first thought that you know maybe it has something to do with the trauma or maybe the medicines that she was taking. It was like a side effect, but apparently, really, really bad childhood trauma can cause your vocal cords to you know have some kind of changes and get uh, you know maybe that caused her to have such a high voice she has the britney spears voice if i'm not wrong even britney has a like a very very childlike voice i don't know why but it, all her songs i know i know people love her and stuff and like a free britney movement and whatnot i don't know what to think about that i'm not gonna comment on it but the way she sings and stuff every time it gives me such an eerie feeling because it just sounds like a 12 year old singing but the songs are like so lewd and stuff and i'm like oh this sounds wrong <laughs> 
Okay. So, um, <clears throat> uh, Gypsy seemed to have stopped going to school after second grade, which is like her official um, age of education. Like, that's that's mm. the level of education she has got so far. Possibly even as early as kindergarten. So, her mother homeschooled her after that. And supposedly, because of her illness was so severe, uh, that's why she had to be homeschooled, right? So, Gypsy managed to learn to read uh, on her own. Through the Harry Potter books. Have you seen her uh, texts? Have you seen her texts? And have you seen the spellings? Yes. Scary. They are literally kindergarten level spe- spellings. Like they is spelled T-H-A-Y. And dating is spelled D-A-T-E-I-N-G. And it's like. That is so obvious. Yeah. So uh, coming back to the case. Um, while Gypsy's father Rod had remarried. Uh, Didi moved uh, in with her father and stepmother. They would later claim that they would claim that Didi, uh, when preparing food for his stepmother, poisoned it with Roundup weed killer, leading to her own chronic illness during the period. During the time, she was arrested for several minor offenses, including writing bad checks. So she was also a fraud. When the Petrias began to regularly confront her about her treatment of Gypsy and expressed suspicion about her role in her uh, stepmother's health, she left with Gypsy for Slidell. Her uh, stepmother's health returned to normal shortly after, because no poison. In Slidell, she and Gypsy lived in a public housing. They paid their bills with uh, public assistance. Didi had been granted due to her daughter's supposed medical conditions and uh, also Rod's child support payment. This guy was just doing his best, trying to be a good man. And it's kind of sad, you know, later on uh, you get to know that uh, Gypsy was actually super scared of her father. Of course, Didi would put a lot of uh, poison in her mind about her father. And Rod says that it would break my heart because when I met her in McDonald's once, she was literally shaking because she was so scared of me. And it's like... Her father oh, doesn't because... look like a scary man. Let me just... Exactly. He doesn't, dude. He's like so, so He looks like someone who would tell you to go on a, a Guns N' Roses concert with him. Yes. Yes. No, but honestly, when I saw him, I wouldn't have um, thought that he liked Guns N' Roses. He seems like a very Beatles kind of guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> questionable. <laughs> he doesn't look very well. He does look like a Guns N' Roses guy because he's from the West. Ah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Everybody from the West okay. likes Guns N' Roses. I'm very stupid. I wouldn't know. I'm very. I, I wouldn't know. I don't know, America, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so that that should be my. That's my life. Um, what do you say? Bio. I don't America, bro. I'm ch- I'm changing my Insta bio. Thank yeah, you. I'm I'm doing that. <laughs> let's let's do this, it. and I'm gonna tag you after that. <laughs> so, um, in Slidell, she and Gypsy lived in public housing. They spend most of their time visiting various specialists, mostly at uh, Tulane Medical Center and Children's Hospital of New Orleans, seeking medical treatment for illnesses that Didi claimed Gypsy suffered, which included, which, like, the list is ever-growing, so, which <laughs> now included hearing and vision problems. Have you seen the ginormous glasses Gypsy wears? That's, like, so iconic that the only thing that actually really, really resembles her, like, you look at it and you think about her is the glasses and the and the and the tube. 
Mm-hmm. No, but then uh, you've seen her in court, right? She's still wearing those glasses, which like, did she? Did her mother make her wear glasses for so long that it actually affected her no, 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 eyesight no, no. that much? I don't think it's that. Like, if you if you've noticed her, she is slightly cross-eyed, and with cross-eyed, with slightly, I mean, she is pretty cross-eyed. So I I I have a feel. I think I know that cross-eyed people need glasses. Yeah, 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 that's the because I'm cross-eyed and I need glasses. <laughs> okay, I, I'm, I I'm very, I'm very slightly cross-eyed, so that's why I need glasses, I guess. Like the only, the only eye I actually have power is my left one, and that's the one that is a bit misaligned on okay. manufacturing defect. <laughs> <laughs> they spend um, a lot of money in hospitals. Like <laughs> we have figured that out by now. I mean, like, so, it wouldn't matter to her how much money she spends because she lives off the public and her Exactly. She used to live off a lot of <sighs> sympathy of people yeah. who trusted that whatever she was doing was for the best. So, mm-hmm. while a muscle biopsy found no sign of muscular dystrophy, Didi insisted that Gypsy had, and she's successfully securing treatment for her daughter, uh, while other purposes, she's like... The amount of manipulation that this lady had to go through to put so many hospitals and centers to just go, oh, yes, the results say negative, but your daughter is positive. Woohoo! Muscular dystrophy. Huh. I don't oh, know God. Why. She would have made Gypsy have corona if she was alive right now. I. I would believe that she would say that Chipsy has Corona now. Cause like this woman I can manipulate not. any doctor to say anything. Dude, Gypsy went through living hell. Like she lived in that cage. Exactly. Of, That's of, just so of, sad. Uh, public. She lived in the public view, but nobody figured out. And that's like such a glitch in the matrix kind of thing. She's right in front of your eyes. She's always in the news. But then you never know. This one uh, appearance of her on the stage where she was singing uh, mm-hmm. a song and then her mom was like, I was born to be your mother and whatnot. That's the first time I actually saw Gypsy, like a couple of years back. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't know her case before. Right. But like, the, my main uh, thing about the case is that how does a woman manipulate experts exactly to say specialists and freaking experts to say that her daughter is paralyzed from the waist down when they see nothing of that sort in their tests exactly and it's just ridiculous how they let it go she also told doctors that gypsy had seizures every few months and they prescribed anti-seizure medications so uh, like a lot of nerve related issues were implied here now as much as I know, I was on nerve medication <laughs> a couple of days back. Because I don't know, the doctor was like something in my spinal cord, something with the nerve. Boom, nerve medication. I couldn't wake up. <laughs> I would sleep for hours and couldn't wake up. I fell asleep on the hall, like on the carpet in the main living room hall. Mm-hmm. and that's like the lowest and after that i was like dude i can't continue this i can't literally i don't remember what's going on like a week went past and i don't know what's going on i have to go back to the doctor and i changed medication so i can completely understand if gypsy was just sleeping away 
a lot of time with the new medications. The most painful was the feeding tube thing that Gypsy mentioned in the documentary, where uh, they yeah. said when they removed or they changed the feeding tube, like the different sizes, they wouldn't give you anesthesia and they would just like rip it out and put the new one in. Just thinking about it and the way she said it was just like, oh, oh my God. So uh, several surgeries were performed on her during the time and Didi regularly took Gypsy to the emergency room for minor ailments. After Hurricane Katrina devastated the area in August 2005, Didi and Gypsy left their ruined apartments of a shelter in Covington set up for individuals with special needs. Like, oh my God, Didi is doing her best to milk her daughter's special needs. Like, she's such a cash cow at this moment. Like, this is where the cash cow moment starts. This is where Didi realizes that I can put my daughter, that I have put so many diseases on, so many ailments on, and I can, like, use her as cash cow to live a luxury luxury life. That's basically. Exactly. So, uh, it was destroyed and, like, uh, Gypsy's medical records, including her birth certificate, were dis- uh, destroyed in the flooding. And the doctor from Ozark uh, suggested that they relocate uh, to her native Missouri. And the next month, they were airlifted there. So you see how much attention they're getting overall. Yeah. But and, uh, the crucial time, birth certificate and medical records are destroyed. Quote, unquote. Okay. Quote, unquote, they had been destroyed in know. the flooding i don't believe it i think that the birth because she does uh, manipulate with the birth certificate i'm going to talk about it so i know that part for sure and uh, i don't really think that they were destroyed by the flood she destroyed them i that's that's my opinion yeah i guess i guess (laughs) i mean if she if she's gonna uh tell gypsy that you are like 15 when she's 20 or whatever I don't I don't think it would be out of the realm of possibility that she would go the further step to the further step to destroy the birth certificate. So in 2008 Gypsy and Didi moved in their new home in Springfield Missouri built by Habitat for Humanity. Now if you have <laughs> It's my neighbor's dog. <laughs> now if you know Habitats of Humanity they're like huge. <laughs> they raise a lot of money just so you know. So, it was painted pink and had a wheelchair ramp. Gypsy and Didi also received benefits that included charity-sponsored visits to concerts and Disney World uh, all along. Didi continued to bask in the attention that she was receiving as the devoted caretaker. She was... Oh, God. All of this makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) It does. And it's because the main thing is that she's a single mother with a daughter who has such special needs. And, you know, obviously, I mean, if we see that, we're going to feel sympathy and want to do something for her, right? Mm -hmm. I I mean, the amount of manipulation. So when Gypsy was 14, she saw a neurologist in Missouri who came up to believe that she was a victim of Munchausen syndrome by proxy. Now, this is what I was waiting for to talk about. Uh, another place where we had like another popular place where we had seen Munchausen syndrome by proxy was in the movie It, the first part. Huh? Uh, there was the one guy who had a cast on, remember? The loser lover guy. So uh, his mom was Munchausen syndrome. Oh, yes. 
So when I read that, this was the first thing that came to mind. Because that guy was eating a lot of medication and he was on so many things. But then in the end, he actually yells at his mom and be like, I'm leaving. You can't stop me. And then he goes and saves his friends. Oh, oh yeah. That makes so much more sense now. Right. Wow. Very nice. So that also has a lot of messed up people in it. Like Mm -hmm. the... protagonist losing his brother and there's this girl who's going through uh, domestic abuse and sexual ha- harassment by her parent and this guy was a victim of munchausen syndrome by proxy wow and i forgot that other guy so these are the only three yeah, people there are, I... there are two others there's one yeah. that gets bullied the fat kid and uh there's one more guy that we, i forgot we forget please Please, this is not a podcast about it anyways but then this is like a popular uh, like most people might have noticed it that's what i'm saying because it was very m- noticeable yeah it's right with the amount of medication that dude carried like he was like washing his hand 50 times like oh i can't touch it it's not it's, it's, i have this i have that so yeah but it wasn't that extreme i guess this was an extreme case however mm. the doctor never reported the case to the authorities which is very weird In later interviews he stated that his uh, beliefs were there but there wasn't enough evidence to act. So in 2009 an anonymous report was made to the authorities stating that DD's account of Gypsy's ailments had no medical basis. These resulted in two caseworkers visiting their home. But DD convinced them as usual. Manipulation. Mind manipulation. Da, 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 da. So um Rod and his second wife regularly hoped to go to Springfield and visit but due to a variety of reasons DD would change plans. She told her neighbors in Springfield that Gypsy Rose's father was an abusive drug addict and alcoholic who would never come to terms with his daughter's health issues and would never send the money. Mind you this guy was sending child support uh-huh. forever. <laughs> Many uh-huh. people who met Gypsy were charmed by her. Her 5 foot 150 cm height nearly toothless mouth large glasses and high childlike voice reinforced the perception that she had all the problems her mother said she did like her mother groomed her into it actually yes. she often wore wigs or hats to cover her baldness and her mother regularly shaved her head to mimic the hairless appearance of a chemotherapy patient she didn't even have cancer the sickest thing ever exactly how do you tell your child who doesn't have cancer that you have cancer And she didn't, she didn't so, tell her. She just like shaved the head just for fun, please. Does she does tell her that a gypsy says na in the documentary that uh, she then shaved my fall out anyways, so you know might as well keep it neat. And uh, have you seen that picture of her in the documentary where she's sitting in that sink? Oh yeah, 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 naked. <laughs> she, <laughs> That's <it's> why. Like, right. <laughs> Straight out of uh, Russian sleep experiment, creepy pasta. Russian sleep experiment, exactly. And it's like, dude, she must be like an older teenager at that point, like seventeen, eighteen, or something. Yeah, because she was malnutrition. Th- that's why she could fit in that sink. <laughs> exactly, and it's like you're making that is so. Oh God, she was so infantized the whole time. Mind a weird, uh, weird definition of a child. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, allegedly telling Gypsy that her medication would cause her hair to fall out. <laughs> weird. Okay. 
when they left the house, Didi often took an oxygen tank and feeding tube with them. This is this is what I was saying. The Fulton House does definitely. Mm-hmm. Gypsy was fed the children's liquid nutrition supplement, Pediasure, well into her twenties. I knew a guy who used to eat Pediasure. I loved Pediasure in tenth grade because he was it really short. So... <laughs> For his, but it age. tasted so good. Just the like... powder. I hated it in milk with just the powder. It tastes so good. I only like Amul. Yum. Amul. <laughs> the Full powder. Pro. The baby powder. <laughs> Amul, dude. Pita hai India. I'm lactose intolerant. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to go vegan. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Shalwari okay. is your new vegan mom. <laughs> Yes. Hi. <laughs> so, Didi used physical abuse to control her daughter, always holding her daughter's hand in the presence of others. You can see this in multiple videos and pictures of them. Whenever Gypsy said something that either suggested that she was not really sick or seemed above her purported um, mental capabilities, Gypsy recalls that her mother would give her hand a very tight squeeze. When the two of them were alone, Didi would Didi would uh, strike her with her open hands or coat hanger. Okay, so medical interventions continued. Didi had some of Gypsy's salivary glands removed with Botox, then extracted all together to control her drooling, which Gypsy later claimed that her mother had induced by using a tropical (sighs) anesthetic to numb her gums before doctor visits. Oh my God. The lack of salivary glands coupled with side effects of the seizure me- anti-seizure medication that she was given because Gypsy's teeth to decay to the point that majority of her front teeth were extracted and replaced by a bridge. Tubes were implanted in her ear to control her myriad purported ear infections. Also, if you don't have salivary glands, that's going to cause some digestion problems. Basic no, but- biology classes. <laughs> no, but she wouldn't eat. She had a feeding tube inside her stomach. So the food would directly go to her stomach. No, I'm thinking about her right now. That's going to be hard. But she must have had something done right later. So her suspicions were rising. And tell me, sure, why? <laughs> I don't know, man. Okay. Uh, okay, right, right, right. I was supposed to say something for, before I forgot. But uh, before, right, before every doctor's visit, uh, Gypsy was told to not move her legs at all. She was told to keep quiet and she was giving, given a teddy bear or like a Barbie doll and told to not talk at all. So whenever the doctor would ask her anything, she wouldn't speak. And then Didi would say, oh, you know, she has the mental capacity of like a seven-year-old or something like that. And that is just... Class A manipulation. Yes. Don't like it. I think every... Every time we have we say manipulation, we should have like a small bell ring or something like that. Because we say it so much throughout the podcast. Because that's, that's Didi's entire personality. <laughs> and so now Didi would actually not even tell Gypsy what was wrong with her. Well, once they went to the doctor and she was telling the doctor how Didi was kind of, you know, slow or mentally. She was kind Gypsy of mentally retarded. Was slow. Yeah, Gypsy was slow. Didi was telling the doctor that. And while she was saying that, she had her hands on Gypsy's ears so as to not offend her, quote-unquote. But yeah, she wouldn't let even Gypsy know what's wrong with her. 
And the thing is, now you might be wondering if Gypsy knows that she can walk. So she must know that there's not much wrong with her, actually, even mentally and stuff. But you need to know that, you know, Didi was actually giving her medicines that was causing side effects that the doctors thought that they were treating. So on one side, the doctors are seeing actual side effects. They are seeing her teeth fall out. They are seeing that she's malnutrition and she's not growing much and, you know, other stuff. But on the other hand, she doesn't have the exact disease that they think that she has. And all of these side effects are because of the medicines that she doesn't need. Because I'm sure anti-seizure medicines are hardcore drugs. Of course. They're going to do stuff to you. Seizures that, like, are that uh, intense that they need medication, regular medication, it has to be hardcore. Right? Exactly. <sighs> wow. I, I, and I also, saw I don't... one kid having a seizure during an assembly in school mm. and <laughs> nobody knew what to do. So the one of the teachers, like, poor thing, didn't know what to do. Everyone was just calling her. She's like, don't touch her. Let her be. <laughs> What? That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. And I, I, I and my friend, we were standing near the main door of the assembly hall, and we ran outside. We called our first aid lady. We were like, "Ma'am, there's someone having a seizure. I think, please help her." We thought she was having fits. Like that's what we were told. Like I don't know. Our brain was ninth grade brain was like, "Oh yeah, uh, someone's having fits, ma'am." And she's like, "What?" And then she said, "She's having a seizure." Get her, please help. Tell teachers to get her here and try to get her diary and call her parents, please. So yeah, she had to go to the hospital. And later on, she was fine. Okay, so so the, the family history would change every single time they changed a doctor. So um, she, when she went to a cardiologist, she would say, oh, a few of my uh, relatives died because of a cardiac arrest and stuff like that when they didn't die of a cardiac arrest. So lying all the way. But uh, now the major suspicions on her uh, Munchausen uh, by proxy came when she met Dr. Bernardo Flasterstein on 21st August 2007. So she took her to the neurologist, um, Dr. Bernardo Flasterstein, and this is what she told him. She tells him that a gypsy was premature by a month and she was put into the ICU for four months after she was born. And she was very tiny and had fevers. And at five, she was she had leukemia, was treated for three months without any problems later, as if leukemia is going to go away after three months. Because... Yeah. And there, there was no treatment for leukemia because Gypsy had no leukemia. Then in a... So, yeah. So, he does all of his examinations. He takes all the tests that he needs to. Does, like, MRIs, blood tests, and all that stuff. And then he writes a letter to... I really don't know who because it was blurred out in the documentary and the pictures of the letter. But he writes the letter to another doctor, I suppose. And he mentions in bold and underlined that the mom is not a good historian. He says... <laughs> uh, exactly. He says... I don't know why, but it's super funny, dude. <laughs> Someone's lying. The best way to say it, you're not a great historian. <laughs> I would I would use this in real life context. Yeah. The biggest discrepancy, according to him, was that someone who hasn't walked for nine whole years 
would you know obviously have like her muscles fade away in in the sense that she wouldn't be able to use them again cuz i mean obviously they're not going to work anymore mm-hmm. but her muscles were per- working perfectly fine in her legs so during the examination he asked her he asked gypsy to move her legs and gypsy says that she wasn't able to but he noticed noticed that although the muscle tone seemed highly decreased they were fully functional now the muscle tone obviously was decreased because she wouldn't use her legs much but then again you know it's kind of i mean if you're not going to walk for nine whole years obviously uh, you're not going to be able to use your f- uh, legs again so even if she, she did, must it have was been very limited even if she did it was very limited like no 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 what i'm trying to say is what i'm trying to say is she must be getting up and walking around when her mother's sleeping or something like that oh, or like yeah, accidentally well she did she did didn't she <laughs> uh so in conclusion he wrote that all her records records from the past are lost the mother says that she has uh, muscular dystrophy but her muscles muscle biopsies are normal and a pediatrician who was consulted by dd recalls having gypsy as a patient and mentioned the fact that in the past when dd was confronted about how you know she doesn't have muscle dystrophy why are you saying that she does the both of them just picked up their bags and moved cities so very subtle yes um definitely so yeah. fishy yeah, not at all and in the documentary the doctor says that uh, gypsy's mris were normal so he the biggest question he had was why isn't she able to move because when he asked her to move she says i can't so she's so so scared of her mother now in the in the letter to this other doctor uh, where he you know was talking about all of his uh, uh what do you say the results that he had from the tests and stuff he also mentions that this could be a case of munchausen um munchausen syndrome by proxy so the biggest question that people have is why didn't he do anything about it if he knows that this is munchausen by proxy and it could be why didn't he do anything now in the documentary he says that well here in the hospital sometimes we have to report cases of child abuse but those are cases of neglect and this was over caring and i was just like bro child abuse is child abuse no it's really hard to like get get attention that way because if the police was ever to go into their house and see maybe the doc is going to be like well i think all of her reports are negative so i i think it's it's not true and then the, the 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 police probably goes over to their house and then like they're not doctors so they'd probably just go and see the gypsy is like literally on the wheelchair chilling and then her mom says well we have a lot of medication and with the amount of overwhelming medication in the house and the lifelong history the dairy had maintained so uh, probably someone looking from outside in for the first time who's not been with them would probably not believe them and it wasn't even like in someone wasn't even endangered yet like in in the eyes of everybody in the media not only the police everybody in the media at the time before dd's murder everybody just thought gypsy was just another one of those 
especially children with a lot of problems that need to be taken care of. And her mom is an excellent garden. She's doing regular checkups. She's feeding her medicine. She's giving her a great life, taking her out, visiting Disney World and stuff like that. She was even granted wishes from Make-A-Wish, which is a cancer foundation. Cancer or like like, uh, kids who are uh, really ill for them. Oh, okay. I did not know that because I saw a video about a girl who said that I... I went to make a wish and wish that I met Wandy and that they got Wandy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's, the, that's the case I was going to say. One Direction has done a lot of Make-A-Wish uh, appearances. I think even Justin Bieber had done that before. Oh, nice. A lot of artists did that. Yeah, I think Imagine Dragons did that too. Selena yeah. Gomez did that. Yes. Anyway. Okay, so... Right, as we said, uh, Flasterstein did not... That's such a cool name, though, dude. Flasterstein. <laughs> that would be a pretty good band name. He's a doctor. Can't doctor. Be. I'm just saying. That's a cool name, dude. Anyways. <laughs> Flasterstein follow up uh, by, with the report. I mean, by reporting DD to social services. He said that he had been told by other doctors to treat the pair with golden gloves and doubted the authorities would believe him anyway. In 2009, an anonymous scholar told the police about Didi's use of different names and birth certificates, birth dates for herself and her daughter, and suggested Gypsy was in better health than claimed. Now, the officers who performed the resulting wellness check accepted Didi's explanation that she used the misinformation to make it harder for her abusive ex-husband to find her and Gypsy without talking to Rod and reported that Gypsy seemed to genuinely be mentally handicapped. So the file was closed. <sighs> disappoint. <sighs> yes, very disappoint. Now, it's said that at least once Dee Dee forged uh, Gypsy's birth certificate to move her birth date from 1991 to 1995. And uh, so at 15, uh, Gypsy didn't even know her own age. She, and once, wow, messed up. At 15, Gypsy didn't even know how old she was, which is messed really, up. Really? Yeah, it's super messed up, dude. Dee uh, Dee claimed that the original was destroyed in post-Katrina floods, but Gypsy says that she saw the original once, but Dee Dee told her that it was a misprint. Now, since 2001, Gypsy had always attended sci-fi and fantasy um, convictions. In 2011, she went to another one, and but at that time, she decided enough was enough and wanted to get away from her mother. She met a guy online and decided to run away with him. They met physically for the first time at Vision Con, which was, as I said, like uh, the sci-fi convention. And she went with him to Arkansas where he lived. But within four hours, her mother found her and dragged her home. That is insane. Oh. Within That's four like hours. That's like one scary thing. Like if you run away from home and then they find you, you're like, oh God. Imagine the drive home though. Yes. I don't want to. I, I have no words. Wow. Okay. So once they reached home, Didi smashed uh, Gypsy's phone and her laptop and threatened to do the same to Gypsy's fingers if this ever happened again. She was also kept on a dog. Oh my gosh, cow. How dare you? 
Gypsy was also kept on a dog leash which was attached to a handcuff which was tied to a bed. And uh, she was kept that way for two weeks. No. Uh-huh. This this and, crossed the line. Oh really? This crosses the line? <laughs> Very badly. This is this is where this is where social services should have like burst through the door being like, excuse me, why is your sick daughter on leashes? <laughs> huh? She would what have said do? she's got she would have said she has muscle spasms or something like that, man. Ha, but this is what I do. Whenever she has muscle spasms, I take that I take the leash and I t- like I do that. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> oh my god. What is this? Like, do you pull your daughter around by the neck just whenever she's having muscle spasms? What is this? Uh, who knows? But, um... Uh. Right, and uh, around the same time, Didi called up an attorney and had documents made that she... Uh, that Gypsy was mentally retarded or slow and incompetent. So, Gypsy realized that even if she tried to go to the police about all of this, she wouldn't be able to get any help because... The police would see those documents and, you know, just brush away the fact that, uh, you know, all this abuse is occurring because she's mentally incompetent. Who's going to believe her? Exactly. But, um, yeah, so in 2012, Gypsy continued using the internet even after Dee Dee slept. I mean, uh, she continued using the internet uh, while Dee Dee slept. And she now meets Nicholas Godichon. He's finally entering the scene. Yeah. Yes, uh, who was almost the same age as her and lived in Big Bend, Big Bend, Wisconsin. What kind of names you American people have? Big Bend? Anyways, uh, so they apparently met in a Christian singles group. Um, so... <laughs> what? <laughs> she what? met her mom's murderer on a Christian dating yeah. site. Yeah, irony very nice. Um, Jesus, so, just a- Jesus is shook. <laughs> <laughs> the, imagine the <laughs> people just going, oh, that's a Christian dating site. Well, you also get free murderers here. So. Nice. Just when you thought murderers were only find, found in 4chan and the deep web. No, they're on every Christian dating site now. So, what's his name? <laughs> no one is there. <laughs> Christian weird dating sites. I don't know so, why, but it made me laugh so much. <laughs> like these weird details, like nobody, nobody figured them out. It was right in front of everybody's face and it took the mom's death to make everyone figure out, oh, wow, this was fake. Yeah. And it's very painful. Not even going to lie. Yeah, it does. It, Just it, thinking it about someone does. had to go through this and then had to suffer so much. Exactly. That is it for part one of Gypsy Rose Blanchard. We hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, don't forget to give us a five-star review. To follow us wherever you listen to podcasts, subscribe. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week where we talk about Gypsy and Nicholas, their relationship. We'll talk about the murder that resulted in Dee Dee's death. And we'll talk about the trial. We'll talk about what Gypsy is doing nowadays and um, all of that. So, right. Thank you for listening. Hope you guys tune in next week. Bye.